Folks, this is your last chance to get tickets for First City, the hilarious improvised soap opera with puppets produced by myself and Kelly Shatter, featuring some of the hilarious regular guests to this show, the likes of Luke Benson, Tony Cantwell, Ali Fox, Peter McGann, Pearl O'Rourke, myself and Kelly are going to be in it as well. It's this Friday and Saturday. What are you waiting for? Go buy some tickets on smartcalley.com and tell all your friends and loved ones about it. It's going to be a great show. We'll see you there. Hello and welcome to Phoning It In, the improvised phone-in show where the callers have no idea what they're calling in to talk about. My name is Dave Coffey, the usual phone lines are open, so get calling. Okay, we're going to kick things off this week with our topic of the week. This week we're talking about corruption. Bella, you blew the whistle on guard or corruption, is that right? They're so annoying. They're always on my road. What are they doing, Bella? Going up and down their horses, making clip-clops. Clip-clops? They wake us all up in the road. Yeah, making clip gloves with the horses. <laughs> yeah, we're just like a bunch of coconuts out there. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, and what did you do? How did you blow the whistle on this? I called the ombudsman. Yeah, the guard ombudsman. Yeah. Yeah. To so get sorted because this these guys aren't doing anything. They're just having races up and down the street yeah. and making a load of um, noises. It was like uh, listening to the Wild West. Yeah. And it's happening at night? Waste of public funds, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's corruption, isn't it? Waste no, absolutely. Money. I mean, if they, My if, money, I pay tax. Are they, um, are, they, are they betting on these on these races? I am. You're betting on them? Yeah. Okay, but but you're. you're I not, have a circle, a betting circle, at the local community, um, and it's ruining the local community. But you're still betting on it. Well, we're all absolutely addicted to it. Right, and do you do you blame the guard the guards for that? Absolutely. Yeah. They're they know what they're doing. Yeah. They're keeping us down by getting us all addicted to the races to the gambling and it's right in front of our door i mean how would you resist if you're an alcoholic and someone's someone's pouring sweet brown whiskey from one bottle into a glass outside your door yeah yeah no that's true that's cruel yeah and are they are they gaining anything out of this the guards practice i guess for the big war (laughs) (laughs) what big war well the 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 war that's gonna come what what war is that, Bella? Look, there's there's um, you know, there's the rise of the the extreme right, and what's going to happen when things inevitably collapse? So we uh, just in this war, which side do you see the guards on? Like, are they gonna are they gonna side with the far right? I do think, you think they're it's gonna be... just on their own. Okay, they're well, one man out for himself, and if he's got a horsey on his side, then he's worth three men. I know what you mean. In this kind of post-apocalyptic, uh, every man for himself kind yeah. of. Yeah. You know the French eat horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that's? Well, all I'll say is uh, uh, a tout if you know what I mean. I don't really know what you mean. Bon appetit is what I'm saying. Mm. And Do you think the guards are eating their horses? No, I'm saying that could be our way of taking them down uh, you would, well, you'd have to kill them first I'd take a bite out of a live one mm. out of his big hind quarters think, just of my teeth do, do you think that would, do you think that would be the best way to take them down 
Well, have you ever been bitten the ass? No, I haven't. <laughs> but I don't know if it would necessarily uh, stop me, you know, <laughs> for long. Well, you know, in Shakespeare's time, they talked about a pound of flesh. Yes. And that would kill a man. And I don't know how many bites it would take to get a pound of flesh out of a horse's hindquarters. I'd say six. And At least six. And I'm still, I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be enough to kill a horse because a horse is, <laughs> has got a lot of. Well, uh, it might be so quick on its feet. Yeah, that's true. And Slow it, down, it, yeah. It, it might look around and be like, what's, might stop it in its tracks. And then I'd get up on top of it and ride the semi semi destructed horse off into the sunset leaving my troubles behind and so i said this to the ombudsman all of this yeah yeah and um they're taking it up with the government now so look what's next i don't know but i say less waste to taxpayers money maybe let's put more into the healthcare system mm, yeah it's, it's... and stop having police practice for a war we don't even know it's gonna happen we don't know we don't know we can't know well listen bella listen thank you so much for calling yeah. in to talk about police corruption this morning i think you you know you're doing an important uh, important thing mm. sarah's on the line sarah you helped to take down a corrupt leader is that right uh his name was george and he manages the local green grocer mm-hmm. and he was in charge of our book club Okay, so he was the yes. leader of the of the book club. Well, he made himself the leader of the book club, yes. Mm. And how did he manage that? Like, did he start the book club? No, no, Dave, he did not start the book club. Um, the book club started out as a book club for uh, single women mm-hmm. who had been previously married. Yes, and divorcees. Divorcees. We call us. We call ourselves the divorce yays. <laughs> That's lovely. <laughs> uh, yes, because. Um, as you know, Dave, it's, it's not been very long that divorce has been legal and uh, we are trying to get rid of the shame. Anyway, this um, this man, George, can't even say his name, it upsets me. He, um, he came by one evening, um, just calling by uh, to drop off some clothing to my son. And um, is that a, a regular arrangement? Or? Uh, they have a relationship I'm not comfortable with. Okay, uh, Dave. Um, my son is a DJ. I don't really think that being a DJ is a career. I know that it's um, perhaps it's it's. I know it's a creative outlet for my son. Um, DJ Sound Sound. Sound Sound. Yeah. Yeah. And is is George encouraging this uh, the pursuit of his of his DJ career? Yes, George owns a venue. Okay, yeah. Uh, which looks a lot like a car park, Dave. Okay, so it's an open-air venue. Yes, yeah. it's not really a venue at all. It looks like a car park, and there's graffiti all over. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he's he's just encouraging my son to be a DJ, and uh, he has a lot of clothing mesh. He has mesh clothing. Yes, kind of like early 90s rave kind of gear, or...? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, the pacifiers, the big, the gigantic uh, pants that look like two long yes. Amish skirts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, luminous. Uh, yeah. Tank yeah. tops and mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm, 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 you're building up a picture here. Uh, George has a relationship with your son. He's dropping over this uh, '90s gear. Shows up to the house one night. You and the divorce yays are having yes, your book club. You. Yes. Yes. And then what happens? George just 
barges in and takes over? So I invited him in and I said he could join us. We are reading Under the Tuscan Sun. Okay. And, um, Is it good? I haven't read it. Oh, it's it's fantastic. Right. Yes. Um, so you did invite George to join you. Just to sit, just to, uh, I, I said, you, uh, I made him a cup of tea and I said, Feel, we're, we're discussing the book, but you can sit here in the corner. Uh, and um, George is very charming. And uh, all, the, all the other divorciers, uh, the, the focus went from Under the Tuscan Sun, which is a beautiful story about a woman finding herself in Tuscany when she buys a house. In Tuscany. In Tuscany, yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, the focus went from that to George and, you know, his uh, green grocer and yeah. his, 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 he's an entrepreneur and he has all these businesses and, um, yeah. A lot of, a lot of uh, I suppose, dictators, for want of a better word, mm. have that kind of charisma about yes. them and charm Very at first. Very enigmatic, yeah. yes. Do you think some of the divorciés maybe uh, were attracted to him? Yes, um, and I, I, I would say I was as well. He just he has this quality, and he smells um, spicy. Okay. Yeah. yeah, like spice, like um, exotic. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, it, yeah. and so, how long is he? How long was he um, lead, leading the book club for then? Before you managed to oust him? Well, he stayed that night until um, midnight. Um, all the divorce. We we all something. Um, we brought out the sherry and. Um, things got intimate. Mm. Um, and I won't say that's not something I wasn't interested in exploring. Mm. But looking back on it, I did some things that I wish I hadn't. I made some promises with my body that my mind can't keep. Yeah. And. And this was with uh, the whole book group there. Mary went home. Mary went. She was. She missed it. But, yeah. um. Everyone else was there, and it wasn't it. Uh, it, it wasn't full on. It just was a. It, it started with a bit of hair brushing, um, and it was just. It was brushing nice. Brushing whose hair? Everyone was brushing each other's okay, hair. Yeah, um, these things often start that way, don't they? Yeah, Shiva had brought over a box of hair brushes that she just had lying around in case anyone wanted them, and we just all. We had found we had found a bag of um, MDMA in one of the pairs of giant trousers mm. that George brought over, and we didn't know what it was, and we put it in a bit of tea, and um, we just all sort of enjoyed each other's warmth. Yeah. And then after that, uh, we just we I started inviting George back. I think out of shame. Um, that never happened again. But then he started choosing the books, books. that we would read, and then it, it just it became like it wasn't really about books anymore it was about george and his life philosophies and yeah became a kind of uh cult cult yeah. yes well look i want to bring george in to defend himself here because obviously uh you know we want to hear both sides of the story george welcome um do you have anything to say yeah, in response of course i'm going to say that like i read wonder the tuscan song yeah <laughs> yeah it's a very good book yeah look it's not my fault that you were all asking questions that were leading me to talk about me businesses you know like we don't want to come over and make it all about me you know yeah. but it felt like that was sort of a is where I'm not into here in the middle now, you know? About the greengrocers and this, this outdoor Building venue. Me, right? And that's only the tip of the iceberg. Now, 
look, sounds like you're interested as well, Dave. Do, I don't yeah. want to just go off on some tyrants talking about me businesses, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand, I understand. Um, were you upset when uh, Sarah ousted you from the book club? Look, I'm one love kind of guy, you know? One love, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to be where I'm not welcome. I'll keep delivering those clothes to DJ Sound Sound because he's got some sounds. Yeah. And I want to make him look as good as he sounds. Yeah. But after that, look, I'm here if you want me back, love, but I'm not going to be knocking on your door. Yeah. I keep reading those books, though, because that book list was a whopper. Okay. okay, Sarah, how does it feel now to to hear because George sounds like a little bit uh, you know like he regrets what happened do you regret it at all or um well Dave it's hard to not be distracted by his voice Mm. I I just feel like I'm back there the power that he has over me is overwhelming um it's nice to hear that he has regret I suppose but I um I just I can't I can't separate my visceral attraction to him from the apology, and I don't, I mean, he's apologized before for things. I like to know, that, I'm, I'm happy to know that he's still reading the books, I suppose. But mm. It just sounds... Oh, God. Oh, sorry. Sort of inconducive to where you are, you know, what you want yeah. from a relationship. Just cannot be. And it because was a, there is this chemistry. Yeah. I mean, it was a relationship, wasn't it? Well, it didn't last that long. You know, that night, my hair is never so unmangled. I don't know how to brush my hair like that. You know, uh, and everybody looked fantastic, Dave, after that. Mm. Like, nobody looks... I see everybody coming in to buy their bits and pieces, you know? Their vegetables and stuff. Aubergines. I've got them all, and I don't mean to make this into an ad. For your greengrocers. But I have everything. George's veg... Down on the Tolka Road has got corgias, lychees, we've got conquats. We don't also, I want to say, we, we take imperfect veg, which says big demand for now. Only our perfect peppers. Go to Tesco for them. And mind you've got the lads. With the little peppers grown off the side of the big peppers. Yeah, we've got yeah, yeah. We, You'll find a pepper inside a pepper. Okay, yeah. Two uh, for one, man. Okay, so yeah, we ha- it has kind of devolved a little bit now into an ad for your greengrocers. Um, I think, uh, I think you know, the book club, it's probably for the best, George, that you've left. It sounds like, you know, it's 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 a book club for, for, for divorced women. Sarah, are you okay with... George's relationship with DJ Sansan. Sorry, I didn't get his real name. Mark. Mark. What age is Mark? 20. Okay, so there's nothing inappropriate about their relationship, George and Mark's, I mean. No. Yeah. No, I mean, sexually. No, no, I just meant, you know, an older man. No, no, sorry, I shouldn't have brought it up. I mean, does it seem like there is? I thought you were concerned about it. I'm I'm concerned about him and encouraging him into a career that is a, is a dead-end career, really. Well, I mean, lots of people make a lot of money as, as professional DJs. He's got skills. Does he? Absolutely. Look, no offence, Sarah, but you're not in 
the EDM business, yeah? I sell tickets weekly for my events still not car park. Mm -hmm. And they are selling when DJ sounds soon his thing on the decks. So please don't be discouraging. Sorry. Be encouraging. I think um you know, since Mark's father has left, I've been afraid of Mark having another older man in his life who might let him down. Mm. Um but um perhaps never happen. Never happen. Okay. That'll never happen. I've never let anybody down. I'm loyal to my car. Mm. From my groin to my tip of me head. I'm loyal through me spine. Yeah. Every vertebrae made up of 100% loyal cartilage bone. I think you made your point. And fluid. <laughs> yeah, we, we get your point, George. Um, okay, look... Uh, I want to wish you both well. I, 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 it sounds like you've made peace a little bit, Sarah. Yeah, I, do. I, I feel a bit. You feel better? Yeah. Okay, great. Well, thank well, you so much for, for you. calling in. Um, I want to move on to some other callers now. Uh, Bart, you're worried about your mother's dog, is that right? Um, in the last uh, 10 weeks or so, um, Spot has doubled and tripled in size. Mm. We don't know what exactly it was that happened. Um it may have been the holiday she took to Sellafield, um, but the dog took a holiday. No, my mother oh, took, right. took the dog to Sellafield. Yeah, um, and since she's come back, the dog has tripled in size. It's become yeah. very, very unmanageable. Doubled and then tripled. Doubled and then tripled. Tripled on the double. Yeah, so it's that's about a, ten it's, feet tall. Yeah, 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 that's big. That's yeah, a big yeah. Dog. No, it's a big dog. What kind of dog is it? It's a German Shepherd. Right. So that is um, a gigantic so, German Shepherd. Yeah, we've got we've got a we've got a ten feet tall German Shepherd. Uh, it's becoming, you know, it's basically akin to looking after an elephant with mm. razor sharp teeth. Oh, it did its teeth get sharper, or is that? Well, larger and it, its bite power is now, you know, mm. frightening. It ate one of my nieces last week. It ate one of your nieces? Yeah, in front of everybody. It was, it was, it was pretty horrible um, at the and First Holy Communion. Um, it was her First Holy Communion? Uh, yeah. Um, oh, that's and it, uh, that's whole Yeah. Her, her whole family, family were there. Um, you know, they were just playing out in the, in the garden and, you know, obviously... The children were slightly curious of this 10 feet tall uh, dog. Yeah, as you would be, of course. Um, and, you know, little Annabelle, she went over to play with it. And um, the dog, uh, you know, he, he was just playing, but he, he picked her up and bit her in half straight in away. Half. Yeah, and just her, her legs and um, the bottom half of her first Holy communion dress were there. Uh, still kind of twitching. Her parents were losing their mind. Of course. Um, and, of course, grand, uh, my mother was distraught. But um, refused point blank, blank to have the dog put down. I was going to ask. Um, that seems like the obvious thing to do next. And that is, you know, that's proven to be a problem in the, in the family. I now. can imagine that would be so very. It's a little divisive. Bit, yeah, it's a little bit awkward yeah. when the the mother's dog bites your six year old in half. Yeah. Um, what do you yeah. want to see happen here, Bright? I mean, it sounds like this this creature must be stopped. Look, I don't want to see the dog put down. But I, I am thinking of recommending, um, and that's where I was looking for your help, Yeah. Uh, to move this dog to a zoo. Is there a zoo that would take a 10-foot dog? Put what? the dog in with the elephants. 
Yep. Or on its own. Or on its own. Yeah, that that actually would be would be good as well. I want to bring in uh, director of Dublin Zoo, uh, Chris Pine. Um, (laughs) Chris Pine. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Uh, How's everyone doing? Good. What would you recommend happens with this ten foot tall uh, German Shepherd spot? Um, would you have a spot for it? Oh, sorry, that wasn't bit... intentional. Oh, <laughs> that, that was that was that was a fantastic bit of humour there. Very good. Um, no, I, 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 look, I mean, this is a bit of an awkward one because we are jam packed in in Dublin Zoo at the moment. So uh, I don't know. I can ring around the other zoos, yeah, and uh, you know have have a little think about it. But, but do you um, think one of them would would be interested in a? I suppose like freakishly large German Shepherd that's already killed one child. Well, what, what, are you, what, are you, what are you feeding it? Uh, right now, yeah. um, it's mostly just... Well, I didn't want to say this live on the air, but it's been mostly just eating the neighbour's dogs. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. That's another reason we really need to, to do something. You need to take action here, Bart. We, we need to take action. Yeah, of the neighbours, are they aware... Oh yeah, he he ate four of the Nelsons, Jack Russells, there last Tuesday uh, in front of them. Oh yeah, right, and not not in a not in a manner befitting of somebody having their dog eaten in front of them. You know, it, well, it there's no right way to it, see it, that yeah, happen. It wasn't a clean swallow. Yeah. Put it that way. <laughs> okay, you know, uh, Chris uh, Chris Pine. Um, That's me. Have you any other recommendations? If a zoo's not going to take a giant German Shepherd, is there anyone else who might? Well, I mean, the last thing we want to do is see see the animal uh, be put down. Really? Because I, I I feel like that seems like the obvious I, thing to do in this I don't situation. Think so. I, think, no? I think I think it's perfectly reasonable that it that it that it stays alive. I mean, uh, a dog of this size and this menacing, I think you've got to be looking at the Asian market for this. This kind of freak showery would be huge in China. Okay. It's funny enough, you should That's mention that, Chris, because you know our second option is the fight game. This guy, he could take 20 dogs. Seriously? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This guy is a monster. I mean, you're um, looking at a world champion dogfighter right there. If yeah, that's the route I you want to like, go down, if, that's the route if you're we're morally, go down, morally and ethically, if you're okay with that, uh, well, guys, yeah, you could stand to make serious money. Guys, let's just say, okay, we've stopped recording, right? We're not on air anymore. Uh, right? No, we're live, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, look. I'm Carry on. on. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving Dublin Zoo in a month, so that's fine. Yeah. Dogfighting yeah. is small potatoes. Okay. okay. We are talking. I've I've seen elephants take on rhinos. Okay. Uh, I've yeah. Been in 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 a, in a cage, I've seen uh, four gorillas bash yeah. a penguin into give a me, pool. Give me three tigers, and I'll give you three to one on spot. So I'm liking these odds. So the dog fighting game is small potatoes. What do you call whatever this is? Animal fight them to the death. We're still working out the name. It's the, not oh, really. So you're yeah, you're yeah. one of the uh, the originators of this. Uh... Well, I mean, you know, I am Chris Pine Woods of Dublin Zoo. I have access to a lot of animals. So, uh, you you're involved in animal fight them to the death. That kind of yeah. Is it animal yeah. fight them or fight them? Fight them. Fight think, the, yeah. fight them Play to the death. Yeah. Them, but fight yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that it, name definitely it, needs some work. <laughs> Could it just be animal wars, really? Hey, <laughs> that's not bad. That is not Animal bad. Wars. That is not Spock bad. could be the inaugurating in fight. We're, we're actually even considering taking him back to Sellafield. Get him up to 100 feet. See what he can do then. 
I mean, that would be great. The dark just, web would be all over that shit. Oh yeah, yeah you could yeah, get yeah. through some serious work. Yeah. Okay, well look, I'll pass on your information to Bart Ofer. Yeah, 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 you can and, and best to look with uh, Spot and his fight career. He's a great dog. He's a a very he's good, not killing children. He's great in the in the sense of like the way uh, a giant beast is great. I suppose. This is it. Yeah, yeah. This show is supported through our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash phoning it in show. I haven't talked about our Patreon page for a while. It's great. You can become a patron today. You get loads of bonus content. I mean, this show is completely free. Uh, but if you could support us with the price of a cup of coffee or a pint once a month, that would be great. If you can't support the show financially, that's okay too. But please spread the word. Tell some friends. Do a little Insta story about us. Or if you haven't already, please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps people to find the show. Thank you. My guest in studio today is Eve Hill, an Irish folklorist that believes that the fairy folk still live among us and that Ireland's recent woes are all down to the curse of Tara, the fairy's revenge for the destruction and desecration of the M3 motorway. Eve, welcome to the show. Hi. Um, it's just great to be here. Um, I'm uh, just to paint a little picture. For your audience at home, I'm um I'm a fairy. Um, I'm a human girl fairy, and uh, just to paint a little picture, I'm wearing a big set of glittery wings, and I'm all ready to go. <laughs> okay, so Eve, when did you, I suppose, first become aware that you were a fairy? Oh well. Like when I was a girl, um, younger, um, I was really into the mystical kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, read a lot of fairy tales, and um, really felt like they were like connecting with me, mm-hmm. like I'm a fairy tale. What what kind of negative effects has it had on Ireland that we are we're not sticking up for fairies and, and that we're, in fact we're desecrating their land? Well, first of all, tourism. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, if we've just made more of these guys, these little fairy guys, we could have all fairy tourism business. Right, so we're losing out on the mm. tourism business. But mm. the tourism business is doing okay. It's not too bad, right? Relative. It's all relative. Yeah. And, you know, we could have little f- fairy shows and kind of um, have, a, you know, get back to our mystical roots as, as Irish fairy people. F-A-E or I-E. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Well, look, uh, I want to bring on some callers mm. uh, because relative, re- relevant to what you're talking about right now, Sarah's on the line and Sarah is a tourist who thinks she saw a leprechaun. Is that right, Sarah? Yeah, I think I saw a leprechaun. What was it like? What did it look like? Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> Eve, I'm such a big fan Are of you. Yours. Oh, you know Eve? <laughs> oh, I don't. I not not personally. I just um, I follow Eve's work. Um, well, you, yeah. You sound you sound like um, you sound like a fairy. Oh, I am wearing my little fairy wings right now. Oh. <laughs> They're really small. Oh. Um, Cute. Yeah. Oh, careful because. Someone might just squish you between pages. Capture <laughs> <laughs> you in a book. <laughs> um, yeah, well, uh, I hope not. Um, but I have been naughty. 
Anyway, I was walking. I, I was walking through um, city center, and I was wearing my little fairy wings. And this is I, D- Dublin, is it? Yeah. yeah, and everyone was looking at me um, because they thought I was a fairy. I mean, I am a fairy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this man came stumbling out of a pub, and he was he was very small, and he had little fists and. Yeah, he had little fists. Little fists yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cute. <laughs> he was really cute. cute. What was he wearing? He was wearing a repeal jumper. Okay. Yeah. And he asked me if I wanted to get drinks. And one thing led to another. And I went back to his house and we had some fun. Um, but yeah, that, that was a leprechaun. What makes you think he was a leprechaun? It's, it's, I mean, Eve knows this. It's just something you feel. Also, I found something in his apartment. What was that? I mean, guess. Guess. I guess if it's a leprechaun, it would be like a pot of gold, maybe? Almost. A dream journal. Okay. So, next to a dog, next to a crown, and the crown said, Kiss me, I'm Irish. Okay. So then you knew. Then I knew it was a leprechaun. And so are all those all those objects are relevant, are they? As in... The other things were meant to distract. Um, oh. But then I saw the crown. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you, you, yeah. Uh, what happened then with this leprechaun? We exchanged um, uh, surnames so we could find each other on Facebook. Okay. Uh, and I have not heard from him, probably because he's doing tricks around... Ireland. Probably. Eve, do you know <laughs> this uh, this leprechaun she's talking about? Not that you all know each other or anything, but just... His name was Connor. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I do know Connor. Um, he lives on the M8. And his home has been ruined by the M8. Right. Like, totally ruined. He actually lives in a hill beside the M8 and it's so noisy so he has to come up to Dublin to drink okay and um was, and boy does he <laughs> he likes to drink yeah stay on the phone Sarah I want to bring on Betty uh, Betty you believe your baby was stolen and replaced by a changeling is that right I certainly do yeah uh, why do you think that well I mean what is a changeling is the first thing we need to ask in my understanding, it's uh, when a, a fairy steals your baby and replaces it with something that looks like your baby, Correct. but isn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my baby used to be a very, very quiet and extremely placid child smiling all yeah. the time. Yeah. And um, one morning I woke up. There was fairy dust everywhere. Right. What did that look like? Um, Sort of magical in, in quality. As in it looks... Glittery, sort of? Magical, yeah. Magical, okay. Um, And very just everywhere, um, a a shard from a wand. Mm. You know, if it looks like a star, it's one of the points of the star. And um, my baby was wailing, crying. My baby, and I just want to say I'm doing air quotes. Yeah. Um, uh, My baby was wailing, crying, and uh, uh, just just, his eyes seemed just way darker. Than mm. they were before. What's his name? Danny. Danny. Boy. It's funny because, uh, you know, you would think if a fairy was going to steal uh, a child and replace it, they, they wouldn't want you to know. So th- 
the fact that there was so much evidence left around seems like careless on the part of the fairies that stole Danny Boy. I mean, fairies come in all shapes and sizes. That's they're, true. They're they're fallible, just for, like the rest of us. For the most part, yeah, yeah. they're they're pretty invisible. Yeah, but um, you know, uh, for for every for every ten invisible, uh, careful fairies, there's one jerk. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, and so how's Danny now? What age is Danny? Or sorry, the changeling that's replaced your your son. The the, the vessel. The vessel. Yes, yeah. he's he's seventeen. Oh right, so this was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And how has he behaved uh, in the intervening years? Um, he's sort of now. He's always like, just like, "Oh, mom, you're such a bloody leave me alone." You know, oh, I just want to do my own thing. Ugh. Yeah. And his body odor is a disgust. Disgusting. Yeah. Well, I mean, that could be a lot of teenagers, though, who weren't uh, stolen away and replaced by... Not by Danny. Danny Boy. I remember him when he was six months... And he was... When he was stolen. Yeah. He smelled beautiful. Yeah. His head just smelled just like this. I can't, I can't really describe what the what that smell was, but yeah. it, was, it was a, it no, was I a know gorgeous it, smell. A lot of people talk about that, that baby smell or whatever. Not my Danny Boys, though. It's better. It was... <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Well, I suppose people think their own kids are special or whatever. Um, Eve, has Betty's son been stolen and replaced by a changeling? Look, I mean, as you say, we don't all know each other. Um, sure, of course. So, I mean... Does it sound like, from from what Betty's described, that maybe that's what happened? Well, you know, look... I mean, what it actually sounds like to me is more likely is that somebody went in and got a fright when they saw your baby and just dropped all their stuff and ran away. Mm. That could that could be hap- that could have happened, Betty. Because well, ha- you sound like a jerk, and your baby's probably one. Excuse me, excuse me. I think you're the jerk, and I think all of your kind, all 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 of those characters that you talk about are jerks, and. Uh, how do you explain the changed mood? Wow. That's, well, that's really judgmental. I, I wasn't saying that your kind are all jerks. You are a jerk. And jerks breed jerks. Have you ever heard about a, a, a child being stolen by a fairy? Yeah, of course I have. But we wouldn't steal jerks. We'd steal, we'd, we'd steal the babies of cool, cool celebrities they wouldn't bother with your kids because you're kind of like a nobody well let me ask you this dave um if you'd stolen a child would you would you admit to it no that's fair that's fair and i want to bring on someone else then that might be able to shed a little bit of light on this uh because they're also a fairy it's timmy the little fairy boy hey dave hey timmy timmy the little fairy boy timmy um can you shed any light on this do you know if maybe betty's child has been uh taken well uh you know, I I just like to say, you know, changelings uh, they always get blamed on fairies. Sometimes it's it's uh, other demons that do it as well. Uh, have you? What what are the signs? Have his eyes turned uh, black? The eyes are darker, definitely. They appear darker appear to me. Appear darker. They're just they're sort of a hazelnut. And be- well, see now, babies. Well, you see now, babies' eye colors change. I don't know if you're aware of that. <laughs> sure, Dave. Yeah, the average baby's eye color changes. Yeah, good man. Well, like I know for. From my own experience. So, someone's I, on the payroll of the Fairy Council. Uh, look, I'm <laughs> all right, bringing man. on all voices here to have a, a, a an even-handed discussion. Um, I'm just saying that aside from the magical fairy dust yeah. and the 
shard of a wand, mm-hmm. what evidence do you really have? Uh, 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 just just a general mood about the baby. Yes, which is yeah, that can be that can be uh, evidence as well. But I tell you one thing now, Betty and Dave, uh, and the other callers, of course, uh, Sarah um, and Eve. Sarah and Eve, how are you? Uh, <laughs> hi. Hi. Um, I'll tell you, in my experience in uh, making changelings, um, usually you do it before the woman actually gives birth to the child. So, you know, you just you go in, stick your hand in, reef it out, uh, and then put the changeling in there and throw the other baby, baby away. Uh, and then the changeling would have uh, just black eyes. That's hard. Black eyeballs. Hard. You just throw the other... It sounds a lot worse than it is. Really? You know, it, it does. It's a, it does sound terrible. worse than you know, it is. It's really not I mean, that bad. We, we've all done it. And, but um, I thought when it's you... It's kind of beautiful, actually, when you do it. I thought when you... Uh, the purpose of you stealing someone's child was to, I don't know, take them back to the fairy realm and... No, just throw it away. Okay. <laughs> You just throw them away. Uh, you know, I, I, like I live under under the hill of Terra with a uh, with a couple of my my other fairy buddies. Well, about two thousand of us. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, when you take the human child, um, they grow to six foot in height, yes. whereas the fairies were only an inch or two at most. Okay. Uh, we're very small and invisible. Um, and we have tried to raise human children under the hill of Terra before, but it. It just wasn't practical. You know, yeah. they'd be banging their heads off the roof, and, uh, you know, then people would be laughing at that, and they'd feel bad. Um, so, and, and also, you know, we, we just didn't have much food for them. They, they generally tend to starve after about three or four days. Okay. So. But you have to remember, because I know, I totally understand that this, this might be sounding kind of grotesque and awful, but it's magical and mystical, and you just have to think about it all like as if it's in the language and kind of floaty, colorful thing of like glitter and um, fun and the mystical, curious world of magic. Okay. Yeah, no, I do it because we're evil. We're evil as fuck. But in a, in a beautiful kind of sexy way that's cute Could and magical. Just So, yeah. Okay, I'm afraid we're out of time. I want to thank all of my callers today, but I especially want to thank Maliki McKeever, Aaron McGathy, Pearl O'Rourke, and Rory Connolly. Guys, do you have anything you want to plug? Fur City. Um, on the 19th and 20th of April uh, in Smock Alley Theatre, uh, Giant Puppets doing a soap opera improv show and some great people in that so tickets on smackalley.com can I also just uh, plug uh, someone for everyone yes it's on if you look for a Facebook page that we me and Mark Canton have a couple of videos that we'd love you to uh, check out Uh, it's an improvised uh, dating show brilliant thanks Pearl Rory oh uh, I just want to promote uh, Goodwill Goodwill towards (laughs) man yeah yeah. nice Uh, just our YouTube and Facebook page Linscrack and then tomorrow night in the Workman's Tuesday the 16th of April mm-hmm. uh, it'll be in Peter McGann's play Pulp Injection um, uh, Mob Theatre Dublin which Pearl is also in that's every Thursday night at 8 o'clock downstairs at Wigwam and it's alternative comedy and we're right now enrolled a, enrolling a, we have a new sketch writing class sketch comedy writing which uh, that class starts on May 5th so you can go to mobtheatre.ie and uh, yeah, 
Brilliant. And write some sketches. Great. Uh, I'm going to plug for a city again. Uh, it's in my soap opera with puppets uh, that I'm producing with Kelly Shatter. And as Pearl said, it features a lot of regular guests to this show, like Tony Cantwell, Luke Benson, Peter McGann, Ali Fox, and Pearl. Fair City, that's going to be Smack Alley this Friday and Saturday. Go to Smack Alley website for tickets. Brilliant. Thanks again, guys. Thank you to the Heads of Podcast Network for having us and to John O'Farrell for our theme music. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.